Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, dear listener, and welcome to another episode of Everyone is Hot, the podcast that talks about your favorite stealth sex symbols and the film that turned you on to them. I'm Michael Stevens. And I'm Shelley Brooks. Oh, nice to see you, Michael. How's it going? (laughs) I'm great. I'm splendid. I got four cups of water in my body today. Fabulous. Oh, we love it. We love to see it. And another thing that we do love to see is an incredible guest. And we've got one this week, do we not? Oh my gosh. We are so excited and jazzed about today's guest, writer and poet Colette Arend, everybody. Oh my God. Oh, the children are so happy. Uh, they are they're very excited Uh. (laughs) welcome colette oh my gosh we're so happy to have you here yeah thank you for having me oh my god Um, and you you picked a really fabulous uh stealth sex symbol this week uh would you like to tell it's a mind bender yeah (laughs) yes yes (laughs) yes yeah um i would be glad to tell you who i who i chose um i picked arnold schwarzenegger uh specifically from the 1977 film pumping iron um which is him at the peak of his fame as a bodybuilder but he's not quite famous famous because Mm -hmm. like bodybuilding was seen as real freak shit back then Uh, and and i guess still is like it still is uh like a weird tiny slice of the community of of human beings it's wonderful (laughs) it's totally normal um (laughs) But, like, you look at this man, the Austrian Oak, which is what he was known as before he was a movie star, and it's like, oh, this dude has put a lot of effort into making himself look like a statue, 
but how often do you look at statues like you really don't you don't spend a lot of time you don't spend a lot of time in the statue garden or at the museum going like oh yeah man that dude's that dude's delts they look real good these marble delts horny for this marble (laughs) yeah 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 Yeah. um i mean like you know uh right-wing conservatives who are really into traditional art do that nowadays but um but that's their own their own kink. Um, yeah, those like right wing <laughs> people who are like so uh, straight that they like loop back around to being really gay. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, do you remember like when when men used to make statues of women <laughs> that didn't hold cell phones and they did it all by themselves and totally didn't have a workshop and <laughs> like this is what beauty looked like and oh, somehow yeah. it's it's whiter than than actual white skin it's crazy it's Remember everything we ever wanted when your buddies would just hang out at the gym and admire each other's muscles and you never had to see yeah. white <laughs> yeah no you never you never saw you never saw women there unless oh. um i mean arnold schwarzenegger was a real proponent for women in gyms you just don't see it in this movie um yeah. this is this is all beef this is basically walking into the meat locker and rocky only those dudes can talk and the only things they talk about are their muscles <laughs> it is pretty amazing that we are like at a point in our culture where like Arnold Schwarzenegger is like the uh kind of like progressive conservative. He's a real yeah. sweetie pie now. He's he's the principled Republican. Like yeah. he ta- he has talked so eloquently about how big of a loser his dad is for being like a Nazi that we forget that he had a secret love child. <laughs> Listen, oh, so <laughs> that many he successfully hid for like 14 years or something. Yeah, and who um, then was on Dancing with the Stars because yeah. he was uh, the favorite dancer of my mom and my sister. Wait a minute, <laughs> who is the secret love child? I'm uninitiated. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, you know, as a movie star does, he did knock up his maid um, and <laughs> had what? a secret son that he had yeah. for for almost 20 years. Is that right? <laughs> something like that. Yeah, like basically, like people didn't find out until the kid was an adult, and then. The big punishment that Schwarzenegger had is that, like, obviously his political career is over. Not that he could go yeah. much higher than governor of California. Right. Yeah. Um, but He's also, got a way better like, job as the Terminator, though. Like, yeah, seriously. For sure. For sure. <laughs> yeah, it's just but like he's... a rich guy who hangs out with his, like, mini horses. Yeah, it's yeah. better than being in politics. <laughs> like, absolutely. And he just says, like, things that are, like pretty pretty true like you know he'll be like oh nazis are losers but i love ronald reagan like that's like (laughs) you know uh it's a weird dichotomy that he has going on but um yeah Yeah, like he he got divorced like that was the big thing was he got divorced Uh but like his wife was a kennedy so i don't think he got hosed too bad in divorce court like right he he really lucked out so far as like the secret love child sweepstakes are concerned he's really done a great job i mean my god like he's got it all he just like smokes his cigars he doesn't have to go to work he just hangs out (laughs) has a good time collects collects those residuals gets the residuals the bar is so low for like a republican now that it's like as long as he's like i think nazis are bad actually we're like yeah. oh my god <laughs> <laughs> he's a hero <laughs> he's like, <"Yeah." laughs> i think genocide is not good we're like yeah. oh, oh good. my god <laughs> if you're out there saying that america's not for minorities i disagree <laughs> that's i used to be an immigrant <laughs> like maybe you can't tell <laughs> oh my god well <laughs> 
So we're going to get uh, further into uh, all of the various intricacies of the uh, the career and life of Arnold Schwarzenegger soon. But for anyone who has not seen the film Pumping Iron, Michael, can you tell them what it's about? I almost thought about reading this in an Arnold Schwarzenegger voice. Do it. 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 This partly real and partly scripted film documents what many consider to be the golden age of bodybuilding that occurred in the 1970s. It depicts two major competitions, Mr. Universe, which is for amateur participants, and Mr. Olympia, which is for the pros. In the former, Mike Katz and Ken Waller are profiled, while the latter, the chief contenders are little Lou Ferrigno, little Franco Colombo, and big Arnold Schwarzenegger. Who are hoping to take home? Who's hoping to take home a sixth win? Uh, that was that's beautiful. Great. Yeah, that's really good. <laughs> the odds were stacked so against me. No. <laughs> uh, no, you did a, a marvelous I, job. I had to do it. I had to do it. <laughs> you had to. Oh my god, we couldn't not do it. Come on. Ugh. Well, <laughs> Colette, uh, we we've kind of gotten into the weeds already, but. Generally speaking, we like to get a little a little warmed up, a little lubed mm. up before our main discussion, and we like to do that with the sexy trivia game. Michael, what is the sexy trivia game? No one knows. <laughs> we don't ask, even know. <laughs> but if you ask me, I think it's just a nice little hors d'oeuvre mm. to get the Listeners, real slick. Yes. Real, real slick for some movie chatting. Yes, a little sexy aperitivo. I mm. will kick us off with number A. <laughs> the 1975 IFBB Mr. Universe Mr. Olympia competition took place in Pretoria, South Africa during the height of apartheid. Mm. Before the event could even take place, an apartheid neutral venue and lodging accommodations had to be... And Let me read that again. Mm, go Before ahead. the event could even take place, an apartheid neutral venue and lodging accommodation had to be found as there were several black bodybuilders competing who wouldn't have even been allowed to compete on the same stage or even stay in the same hotel or even sit at the same table to dine with their white counterparts. And that explains why this whole time I was watching the movie, I was like, where are the black people at? Some, did I see one pouring water into somebody's drink? I don't see no one lifting no weights. Makes perfect sense. Mm. Yes, nothing sexier than apartheid. Find <laughs> that, uh, yeah, quite sexy. Colette, would uh, you like to take us <laughs> to number B? Would you like to read that out for us? Oh, yes, I would. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger admitted that he had made up several stories in the movie for attention because the producers told him that without drama, it would be boring. Ooh, a liar. Mm. One of the stories made up was the fact that he did not attend his father's funeral because a bodybuilding competition that was going to happen in a couple of months conflicted with the schedule. Arnold did actually attend his father's funeral and spoke to him shortly before he passed. However, mm. however, 
he then repeated these lies in a 2016 memoir called Total Recall. <laughs> Got a bit of editorializing from Colette, who knows Arnold much better than Michael and I, and the people on IMDb. You know, I think it's we so... appreciate that. <laughs> I thought it was interesting how uh, Arnold laid out the stakes a little too cleanly, almost mm. as if it was completely fabricated. Almost yeah, as huh. if it was for the drama. <laughs> he borrowed these stories from a French bodybuilder, which that French bodybuilder, pretty fucked up. <laughs> God. <laughs> we you know. are obsessed. Oh, Arnold, you beautiful liar. We love you. And we're going to, we've run out of music, so we're going to start it again. Oh, let's start Ooh. it again. And there oh, yeah. it goes. Ooh, because we've got one more piece of trivia, and that is number C. To give the film a narrative arc and thus main and thus mainstream appeal, we're all having some trouble with these words today. The film was originally meant to follow actor Bud Court being trained by Arnold Schwarzenegger over a year, using his physical <laughs> development to explore the principles and world of bodybuilding. Cord and Schwarzenegger recorded several hours of footage, but ultimately felt he was wrong for the project and amicably parted ways with the production. He forfeited his salary, asking that it go towards the budget of the film. Some of his footage eventually appeared in Raw Iron, colon, The Making of Pumping Iron from 2002. And that's the sexy trivia. Bud Court is a little man. Yes. For yeah. Anyone that can doesn't you know? Can you imagine? <laughs> can you imagine, like Bud Court getting ripped? I, <laughs> I like could. the star of Harold and Maude just getting <laughs> super jacked. Take me into that multiverse, please. And <laughs> I, am, I am so curious because we recently talked about we had a, a recent episode with um, Joe Cilio from Forever Dog uh, and talked about Shelley Duvall. And so, of course, Brewster McCloud came up. I mm -hmm. cannot imagine Bud Court lifting anything more than like a paperclip. What the hell? <laughs> he would have looked like Robin Williams and Popeye, but more than just the forearms. It would have been mm. amazing. I could start a letterbox list of Shelley Duvall movies featuring jacked weirdos. Oh, God. If only there was a Shelley Duvall cinematic universe of all guys with, like, weird forearms. Ugh. Yeah, she's, what she's earned it. Give. She's <laughs> earned it. She deserves we... a guy with, like, weird forearms. <laughs> oh, God. This is such a good idea. For a, don't say that shit to me, because I'll make I will make it a franchise. GPT Chat GPT is my friend. Like <laughs> these scripts will get written today. Yeah. Oh my god. You could feed, I it, love you it. Could feed it into that AI voice generator. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Shelley Duvall's terrified voice from The Shining, and then Arnold Schwarzenegger being like, "You should watch me lift these weights. <laughs> It'd be very sexy." <laughs> But Colt, I will make your skinny little arms into big arms. <laughs> you have little spaghetti arms. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. we'll get into uh, spaghetti arms and uh, Lou Ferrigno and his uh, fascinating father oh, <laughs> shortly. But, but first, Colette, so when did you first see this movie? I think I first saw Pumping Iron when I was like 10 years old. Really? <laughs> wow. Yeah, I mean, I was... So, like, my mom didn't really care like what the ratings were for movies like we would just go <laughs> i know that we life. would go and see them she would rent them like whatever so she's like oh like i have a 10 year old kid they <laughs> should watch 
Total Recall and the Terminator and yes. Commando and Predator. Yep. This is all the same um, shit I used to watch. Wow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then, so like we were like at the local video store, which was not a blockbuster. Otherwise, it probably wouldn't have had Pumping Iron. And I was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> like, it's just my favorite actor, like flexing on a box. <laughs> like, I need to see so this. Funny. And And I did. And it was like, you know, I don't think that I appreciated it for what it was when I was 10 years old. But like mm. that movie has stuck with me for close to 25 years like it informs a lot of my opinions about um like i mean i guess people's relationship to their bodies yeah Mm. um but like you know as like a a wrestling like critic like Mm. that's about as close as anything gets to like why these like extremely like over accentuated bodies are desirable in some fields but not to a majority of people um Mm. it's it's very much like it's like it's it's weird in that like the bodybuilding community always paints itself as like a minority and in a lot of ways a minority that like struggles to adapt to like real life like if you if Mm. you do read his autobiography um which is which is a good read like he he will talk about how like you know no one would hire him so like he started mm-hmm. a moving company with franco colombo and like wow. the, the whole thing was like look at these jack dudes like lifting your shit up and putting it in your house like of course they yeah. can do it they're ripped Holy but shit. like where's they that couldn't, movie they couldn't <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly they'd be like that like laurel and hardy movie where they try to move a piano up the yes. stairs <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god yes <laughs> uh but like it's it's just like one of those things where like arnold arnold like is consistently like so close to saying that people discriminate against bodybuilders like in a in a real it's, way like how they discriminate against people of color or gay right. people or it's hard people. out here it's so hard for a jacked white um, man <laughs> you wouldn't understand <laughs> you can't you you need to live this life before you understand it i have a dream that one day <laughs> big boys will get hired <laughs> to be a lawyer oh my God. or <laughs> But I mean, it is funny though, because I mean, I I found that you know, I you know, Michael and I are are queer people, and like mm-hmm. it, it does seem that like there, I've I've gotten more into wrestling over the years, and like it does seem like there is like such a like, sort of like queer fan base for yeah for, for yeah. wrestling, and it's like mm-hmm. I and I do wonder like if the 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 body aspect is part of it that like you know bodies are so so um policed i guess that like seeing these people who like have sort of like even if it's not you know what you would call you know quote unquote you know uh you know the desirable body even if it's kind of like extreme i think that like there is like a sort of like queer impulse to find this like very appealing that kind of like autonomy you know yeah yeah i mean this is kind of like my my life's work is exploring that um I think that with wrestling, there's like a thing, there's like a a focus on the submission and domination aspect of wrestling. Mm. Like one man has to win and one man has to lose. And like when a lot of gay men were growing up in like the 70s and 80s, there was Mm. this style of match called the jobber squash where like Mm -hmm. a super ripped dude would beat up a powerless wimp in like less than three minutes and would do it with like 
you know, they'd lift them over their head and they'd power bomb them and they oh would like, God. just like, like destroy them. And there is like yeah. legitimately like Love that. A, a community of fans on the internet who fetishize that style of wrestling. So like you'll mm-hmm. find matches on YouTube where it's like, you know, like ripped stud, uh, ultimate warrior, <laughs> like <laughs> destroys, destroys flabby weak man. <laughs> <laughs> uh and it's like yeah. it's a whole thing and then in the description it'll be like it'll describe like all of like the hot parts of the match right. um like wow. body like bodybuilding i feel like is is kind of like that like yeah you, you you will definitely find that there is a a big portion of the audience mm-hmm. who is into bodybuilding like sexually and mm-hmm. like from a queer point of view yeah. um and I mean, like, I, I, I honestly think that, like, the reason why is pretty obvious. Like, mm. <laughs> you know, like that that kind of man has always been in, like, the American, like, lexicon yeah. as, mm. like, the the thing to which we all aspire. Like, Charles Atlas, right? Mm. Um, and, like, if you watch Rocky Horror Picture Show, like, Charles Atlas is brought up, like, in the song where um dr frankenfurter reveals rocky like this like generic man who is very ripped and that's what's hot about him like Mm -hmm. that has always been a part of queer culture like going back to like 40s and 50s like muscle magazines that were like distributed kind of like zines are today right um and I mean, I, I like I think that it's just one of those things where like, you know, you you use the word physical specimen um, and it's I mean, I would I would say that it's similar to the way that like straight men like fetishize women who are like 30 years younger than them and are, yeah. you know, yeah. extremely attractive or like have had sexual like not sexual whatever, but like um, plastic surgery or like, you know, any of that stuff like yeah. there's there's this ideal figure and I think that for a lot of people, like bodybuilding has kind of fit that forever, like just mm. forever. Um, so yeah, like I, I mean, I think that it's it's extremely interesting that that's like a slice of like the fandom for this, and yeah. it is universally acknowledged by the community that like that's a big part of like what sells this. That's so fascinating, and and also, I mean, you you referenced the sort of like you know specifically like american masculinity and like arnold famously is not american though as i really embraced this sort of like american identity but i mean also i mean i think that there is like a kind of troubling aspect to his bodybuilding career like because you know his dad was a nazi or whatever and like and the those weird sort of like nazi like glorification of like the male figure and all this this stuff but like it's so I'm curious like what you think about like his embrace of like you know American masculinity and sort of like what that that means in terms of like how he like presents his body you know I mean I think that like just based on this movie like it might have been kind of common for like the best European bodybuilders to aspire to go to America because Mm. you know land of opportunity blah 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 like yeah but if you if you think about it like people like schwarzenegger or like franco colombo were like starting to do bodybuilding in areas of europe that were still experiencing severe depression um Mm. i guess economically and spiritually due to the outcome of world war ii um like you know he he says that people like his father who were nazis were losers and he means it but like for him 
I think that meant that like bodybuilding was kind of an escape from that. Like he was resting mm-hmm. control from a hopeless situation by focusing on himself basically. Yeah. Um, and while there were competitions and while he was, um, you know, hired to be like spokesperson for like gyms in Berlin and like other places, um, there was just more opportunity in America. Like that's where the bodybuilding magazines were. Um, like he was buying Joe Weider's bodybuilding magazines from newsstands in, in Europe. Like, so why not go to the source, right? Like if this yeah. is where, if this is like the Mecca of bodybuilding, like if there's a city in California that has a beach called muscle beach, <laughs> why not go there? Right? Like, so I, I think that the draw was, was pretty natural. I think that it's like a combination of like that kind of like, very common immigrant story that existed from like the thirties to like really probably the seventies, like of escaping this for like the dream, like the American dream. Um, But also just the fact that like economically it made the most sense. Like he knew he was jacked and he was taking a (laughs) risk on himself. Like (laughs) he was, he was gambling on himself basically. And he was totally right to do so. Um, Absurdly dedicated to the craft, like crazy dedicated to the craft. Well, so it sounds like, you know, from what you've said about, you know, discovering this movie and like seeing all these like Arnold movies, like when you were a kid, like at what point did you think like, oh, this is like an attractive person and not just like this is someone I like seeing in movies? It's definitely this era of Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Like in all the other ones, like he's an interesting movie star because there's there's really no sexualizing him. Like he's muscular and they point the camera at those muscles and like extreme Mm. close-ups but like he never gets a girl like he's always protecting a girl or um you know like abducting one (laughs) or like whatever like he's there's he's never an object of romance until like true lies lies. yeah well i was gonna say that yeah even that that movie is sexless that movie even that movie and it almost kind of like demonizes being horny because i mean it's like the 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 bill bill what's his um, uh oh yeah yeah yeah. not bill pullman bill But, but you know, he's like, I've yeah. got a little dick. I'm like, I'm so pathetic. And it's yeah. like, he's the, you know, the horny guy. And like, yeah. it's seen as like, kind of like gross that he's to like, be well, and it's like, it's <laughs> yeah. like peak, peak attractive Jamie Lee Curtis. Like, God, there's no, like, she's not running away from like people who are trying to stab her with knives or anything <laughs> like that. Like, she's just a total bombshell. And like, mm. the movie's like, just not interested. Like, it's like, yeah. They'll, they'll do the tango at the end, but they're not. They're not fucking. Well, like, she does her like sexy like dance. Is <laughs> like she, she then like yeah. Falls I remember down, like, like that movie movies <laughs> like where he's married just make no sense. Like the sixth yeah. day where he has a wife, but like the big thing is like I need to clone my dog, and like no one yeah. needs to know that my dog is dead. <laughs> like ah, the yes. XFL exists. I'm gonna place a bet. <laughs> like <laughs> oh like God, just yes. like this this shit. Like it 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 doesn't it doesn't jive. Yeah with it like mm-hmm. total recall is a big exception to that like total recall is a fairly horny movie yeah um, yeah it's i but, remember but so he's confused. at odds with it right yeah like right. you know he's like oh i like my girl sleazy <laughs> like yeah. but it's not true <laughs> like, it's just not true <laughs> consider the divorce like <laughs> but like comparatively to that like obviously parts of pumping iron are fictionalized but one Mm -hmm. part that's not is like arnold's absurd supreme confidence in himself which is something that like 
comes across in the movies because he's you know a ex secret service guy <laughs> or like a robot from the future um but like here it's like this is a guy who knows that he's the best at what he does mm. and there is something so magnetic about that to me he has what i would call like an extreme charisma mm. um like i i i am not attracted to like vince mcmahon at all because he's one of like the most evil people ever um but like if you if you if you listen to him talk like it is impossible not to be drawn in by him because he Mm. is in total control of his body he knows how to like use his voice to command attention and Mm. like what he's saying is usually pretty interesting arnold schwarzenegger is the same way like you see this guy like he's he's at the peak of his profession and he's so good that like later on he'll come back out of retirement and like win this again like when he probably shouldn't have like there's speculation that they uh you know gave it to him to get some publicity yeah. uh but like you know he's like he's like i've won this six like five times i'm doing it one more time mm. no one stands a fucking chance and i'm so confident about that that like when i'm at the gym I will help people like I will show them what to do and like there's like elements of like psyching people out or whatever but like when he's working with Mm -hmm. people who are like Franco Colombo size or whatever right like he's legitimately helping them like he's like don't like Mm -hmm. crowd yourself like show off as much of yourself as you can because you're smaller and like you need like Mm -hmm. it's I mean honestly like I I am fairly attracted to people who are like confident enough in what they're doing that they are willing to like give of themselves because everyone is so far behind them that there's no catching up he's like he's like essentially like somebody who's like so fucking skilled at mario kart that like 10 blue shells wouldn't bring him down you know like (laughs) um (laughs) it's impossible like and that's i i do find that kind of i i find that very attractive and i also like he's just so fucking laid back you never Mm. see that you yeah. even see that now like in his like private life where he's like making videos like he's yeah. just a guy who's like fucking around basically like yeah. i'm gonna eat fried chicken and smoke weed and wear a shirt that was <laughs> says arnold is numero uno like yeah. <laughs> like how like that is that's hot like i'm sorry yeah. that's fucking hot yeah. like he knows he knows he he knows that he's the shit like he knows that he's so good at this that he transcends like the freak show element of his job <laughs> I I I like it's I don't know it's it's very similar to like Dave Batista to me where it's yeah. like he has an extreme body but he's so except for the part where he's like maybe I'm too ugly for like being right. in a rom com or whatever ugly. but like yeah no, he's not he's beautiful. he's beautiful Dave. I cried when he hugged Jodie Foster in an <gasps> otherwise terrible movie oh, God. Um, he's so it's such a good actor and he's I mean Love Dave Batista is fucking hot he's yeah. super yes. hot. Yes. And he like watching him come into that as a wrestler was crazy because most mm-hmm. wrestlers never achieve like true hotness as a wrestler. Right. Like people who say that wrestlers are hot are usually lying to themselves because they're all <laughs> dorks who play video games 24/7. Yeah. But Dave the Animal Batista legitimately like beautiful smoke guy. show. Beautiful yeah. guy. Like and he's the same way. Like he is so like confident in what he's doing because he has spent years Mm. mastering a craft that most people assume he would never be able to master yeah that you can't not be drawn to him like i want to see movies that are directed by directors that i hate because he's in them (laughs) 
that's that's power and like schwarzenegger is is pretty similar i feel like in that regard where it's like you just you can't turn away from him like you cannot turn away from him if he were in a room with you like right now you'd be the only other person in the room but like you know that would be that would be crazy right like it's impossible to even imagine like but if you were in a room with him and like a million other people like all of those people would be turned towards him yeah Mm, you you mm -hmm. literally can't look away no it's so true and like it, it is interesting that you bring up the idea of like having this sort of like confidence and security that it like allows you to be sort of like magnanimous in the way that like Arnold is like I mean I you know I find in myself that you know when I'm feeling insecure I'm at my worst and I am not as generous as I would like to be and when I'm feeling super secure and I feel powerful or whatever then Mm. I'm able to be good and nice and generous with other people and and it so it does I think there's a really interesting contrast between like Arnold and some of the other like action guys of his era. Cause he's just clearly so, so comfortable relaxed. and confident. It's like, yeah. you see him compared to like, you know, like a Stallone, Arnold, like, uh, you know, I've been watching Stallone, like, you know, God. a bit of Tulsa King and like, he's like, uh, I don't think I'm going to do another season because you know, they're, they're making this guy look too bad. And it's like, I don't think that Arnold would necessarily have that kind of like hang up. Yeah, I think no, you just be like, yeah. yeah, no, you know, I like, yes. <laughs> yeah. like I play a bit of a loser, like, but I'm a, but I'm a yeah. cool guy in real life. <laughs> or like yeah. the the thing, the thing between like The Rock and Vin Diesel, where they had to have yes. like contract negotiations. So, so, like, oh, so petty. I think I think that's on The Rock personally, like based that's on how he, on the based on how he handled like Black Adam. Like Vin Diesel doesn't need oh, any help. He's God. he's gonna make he's gonna make like three billion dollars on Fast Ten, like yes. without without oh. the biggest movie star in the world because the biggest movie star in the world is family. God, um, yes, God, I'm so uh, upset with The Rock at this point in history. I, I don't like The Rock. I have never like liked either. The Rock. Like he yeah. was, he was a good wrestler who got over on a, a, a steady yeah. buffet of homophobia, uh, oh, yeah. and and like just like pedally like burying people. Like mm. with one line, he killed the whole like NWO returns to WWE. Like after like you know they had all of them have been gone since like at least 1996 and here they are back together after being one of the biggest acts of all time and the rock is just like what's up big daddy bitch dude come on you have to wrestle these people at WrestleMania. Uh. <laughs> um, like yeah so i don't i don't like the rock and like i think that he's got a couple of good movies like the rundown is good like with sean the Lee yeah. and like there's like some other things where he's he's an interesting Yeah, he's figure. gonna get shorty. I mean, you know, he's playing a little, you know, a bit of a you know, cliche of like yeah, a, but a he's basically like but, you know, yeah, he's doing something at least. He's the Mark Cuban of like of <laughs> action stars yeah. where like he approaches it as a business, yes. but to the extent where like he is so focus grouped as to like <sighs> this is what I am, like and I'm going to have a TV show where like I talk about how I grew up surrounded by wrestlers and it's going to be the most boring thing in history. Like, Oh yeah, I knew Andre the giant as a kid and here's the most boring story about it. Like it's, it's crazy. And it imagines him as a presidential candate. So I'm like terrified. He would be so scared. It's coming. It's coming. Unfortunately. I think so. (laughs) It's coming all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Anyone, did anyone see, 
Black Adam while we're on The Rock. Um, no, my mom did. She said that it was quote unquote okay, which means that it's like a D minus. What is it with parents and liking this movie? A lot I, of parents and, and The Rock liked, generally. I and, think parents just like having HBO Max. Yeah, you know what? You're absolutely correct. <laughs> <laughs> my mom watches every shit on there. Um, they don't. They don't. They don't watch the good stuff, but they'll be like, "Oh yeah, it's cool that this movie that failed is on there." Like, I can't wait to watch that and Central Intelligence back to back. God. Oh. I will say, I think that people our age are much more like rock skeptical, but I do yeah. think that like, you know, I, I remember going to like a dinner party with my aunt and uncle and like all their friends were like, oh, the rock, he's the hottest man alive. And I was yeah. like, what? Well, like my mom will be like, I thought you liked the rock. And I'm like, no, dude, like I like the fat guy who is rivals with the rock, like the rock's an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I like nothing has changed in that to me. Like, oh, he's in movies now. Great great i I, like i'm so glad for him yeah i do wonder if there's like a generational difference that like people like around our age maybe like are turned off by the kind of like fakeness of of the rock but i think maybe you know people a generation older maybe are more interested in the kind of like sanitized you know right right thing that he's doing you know well it's weird it's almost like he's tom cruise but for cgi Yep. Like yep. the way that Tom Cruise does everything for real, like The Rock does everything for fake and is yep. like, this is like the most extreme movie I've ever done. And it's like yeah. Pierce Brosnan asking him not to rend a building to shreds or something. God. And it's like, I've seen this. Like, I've seen this. Like, you are just parroting trends that have been around for 15 years. And yeah. God bless, like, that's been successful for you. But like, I don't I've seen a lot of his movies and remember very little of them. Like uh, I can't yeah. tell you what happens to Jumanji. Honestly. <laughs> like, like I've I've had the misfortune of watching so many of the rock movies and of his modern movies and God, I, I hate to go back to Black Adam because I did see that in a theater with like maybe three other people. And <laughs> I like, That's like when I saw Avatar 2 and I was the only person. No, really? <laughs> was like, and it was like week two of it being out. And I was like, there's no way this movie is making a billion dollars. I'm say, alone. Like, what? I'm alone here. Like, there's no way. Like, <laughs> movies movies, movies have always been about money laundering, but geez. <laughs> no, oh, God. Oh, my God. No, that's so funny. I think for anyone who hasn't seen Black Adam, you should watch it because it it it's it is a movie written by robots it is a, oh. like it is so mind-boggling to me even from like a general ip standpoint We're like oh we'll take a lesser known villain from a lesser known main character and do a whole movie about it and and we'll the change rock, the whole hierarchy of the we'll, dc universe we'll, yeah, we'll change we'll market it with uh yeah this guy's stronger than superman a guy who never fucking fights superman ever um and then, uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll just take the plot of the Terminator and slap that on, and yeah. we'll create a bloodless PG thirteen affair with like some political, like some vague political uh, point, I guess. Just enough to not make anybody mad. Not to make, yeah, we don't yeah. want to piss off the CIA. Uh, they are yeah. giving us money to make this movie. Um, yeah, yeah. God. Well, speaking <sighs> of the Terminator, so you know, I feel like this is maybe the most sort of like human that like arnold feels in his movies absolutely yeah yeah, but is there any kind of like appeal to his kind of like aloofness in in a movie like 
the Terminator or Total Recall or something where like he is like he feels like unhuman basically. Well, Total Recall is interesting because like he is like Paul Verhoeven's whole idea with that is to make him like as human as possible. Like mm-hmm. he's he's a guy who just has these like memories and like muscle reflexes unlocked, mm-hmm. but before that He's a construction worker with a schlubby best friend and he goes home to his wife and he watches the news and he's, you know, I want to go on vacation. Like I never get to go on vacation. Like (laughs) maybe we should go to Mars, like all of this stuff. Like he's a normal guy. And like the stuff that he says until he gets the switch flipped is like extremely normal. Like he's Mm -hmm. just a regular working Joe Um, to an extent that like is almost completely unrealistic but i think that that's what they're playing with like that's what paul is going for (laughs) yeah yeah terminator i think that james cameron and arnold schwarzenegger both understand that he is like he cut a lot of weight to be in movies like he talks Mm. about how like in conan the barbarian like he showed up looking like mr olympia and the director of that was you won't be able to swing a sword like convincingly (laughs) like you need to lose some of the bulk and he did um and like stuck with that going forward and then you see people like stallone kind of like emulating that right like as the rambo movies went on he got more and more cut and like less and less human um but with the terminator like they just cut through all of that and go like yeah like this dude is if he can convince you of anything it's that he's a emotionless killer from the future and i think it's actually like a wonderful acting job because he's not that person naturally yeah Mm. like he's not like he's very engaging i don't know if i would call him warm but like you know (laughs) he is inviting like he's an inviting presence like you want to talk to this guy and like you know the terminator is funny because like obviously when he comes back like when he comes from the future he's like in a muscle pose like yeah you know yeah. like basically a superhero pose <laughs> totally naked and then like the joke while he's acquiring clothes is always that he has a giant crank like yeah <laughs> <laughs> like you know women are looking at it like you know there, i think that there's a shot in the first one of just like like a big old dong <laughs> so like so like they're like they're playing with the idea of him as like this this symbol of masculinity Mm. um but it's the opposite of that like he's he's an inhuman killing machine and like to some extent the movies that followed that like running man or commando predator to a lesser extent um like are just like you know he's he is human, but he's mm. the same thing. Like he can kill yeah. you like eighteen hundred thousand different ways. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, it's interesting. Like the way that Schwarzenegger's like natural humor comes across in those movies mm. is in his one-liners. Like in the way yeah. that he delivers one-liners, um, which is that like yeah, you can make fun of them for sure, but like in context the part where he's like do you remember when i said i would kill you last i lied like it's so good like it's good yeah most of those are like so good in context like he fucking kills a guy with like a big knife and then goes stick around like it's so (laughs) it's amazing because it's like yeah this dude isn't intimidated by anything but he's up against like bigger than life odds which is Mm. similar to bodybuilding like frankly like you know, he has maximum confidence in himself, but there are people gunning for him. Like, Mm. and they 
like if he would have stuck around in bodybuilding like he would have eventually lost to them like the way mm. he like he defeated his old heroes like yeah. when he was starting um so like i think it comes across but i think that it comes across more like narratively or like mm. you know in some of the humor elements like he's much better at like the not sly but like uh you know just like the overtly comic aspects of like the over the top barbarity that's going on in his movies like he's very good at that yeah and it's funny because i feel like in in pumping iron it's almost he conveys almost the opposite of that like he's got this like amazing like sort of like joie de vivre that like is yeah almost like annoying his like confidence yeah. but like but Especially it's also he's kind fucking of, like, with lou ferrigna yeah, <laughs> yeah. oh my god and just Poor like every lou. like yeah. yes every interview with him he's just like you know leaning back in his chair he's you got his worried. arm up yeah yeah yeah, yeah. he's like no every day for you me is heaven, me heaven you, all you the time tried to, yeah you tried to intimidate me at breakfast with your family <laughs> yes yeah and so he, he really writes that interesting line like in this movie of like being almost insufferable but he like, knows he's the villain he's a villain like he yeah. knows he's a villain. he knows yes he's the king of the hill yeah like that's the only thing like when you're at the top of the mountain the only way is down right. if this were wrestling he would have lost yeah right. um like he would have lost and like lou ferrigno would have won mm -hmm. um i forget was it like sergio i forget his last name but mm -hmm. um yes serge something yeah. yeah 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 like he he came in second place because he psyched out lou to the point that like lou <laughs> was doing very badly in the pose down uh <laughs> what are you doing lou yeah. Ah, Lou, you gotta show all your muscles. Lou, what, what are you? Come on. <laughs> God, I love Lou and his dad. My it's God, so good. Oh. Lou and his dad will get an A twenty four biopic. They deserve they one. Honestly, it's, they it's totally should. If they're gonna make a biopic about the Von Erich family, they should do one about the Ferrigno family. Ugh. Seriously, and and it's interesting that they are kind of like polar opposites in like what their charm lies in. Like, you yeah. know, so much of like Arnold's charm is the fact that he is this like kind of cocky, like impenetrable, like he's not he's a, a family guy. asshole. Yeah, yeah like, he and doesn't then, have a family. about him. He's Beyonce. Yeah, like, and then Lou is yeah. so vulnerable. Like, yeah. Oh. It's very Saturday Night Fever. Just a yeah. guy from Brooklyn, you know, doing Beyonce his Beyonce a good call. They're the Beyonce like, and yeah. the Solange. Uh, <laughs> he's he's severely, like, you know, yeah. reduced hearing. hearing. Like, yeah. he's, right. yeah. So, like, he's somebody who did this, like, I, I feel like almost similar to Schwarzenegger where like it was a it was an aspect of like mm -hmm. taking control over yourself in a situation where otherwise you would have none. Yeah. Um, so like they have similar stories, but like because Schwarzenegger is like if if this movie were about Schwarzenegger year one, I feel like it would be much different. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. Than than like Schwarzenegger year six of Mr. Right. Universe. Um. But yeah, he knows. He knows he's the yeah. dick in this. Like he knows it. Like, yeah. um, and like there's there are scenes that undercut that. Like when he's just at the gym with people who aren't competing, and he's helping mm. them. Like this is how you shape your deltoids. This is how you should pose. Like you know he, like he's not giving them wrong advice but there is that scene where he's like yeah this one time like there was a bodybuilder who was like a total asshole and i told him that uh in order to like pose correctly he needed to scream during his his routine so he would go up there and he would flex and he'd go ah! <laughs> and everyone would be like what the hell are you doing <laughs> like that's like there's that schwarzenegger too so like he's he's definitely got like two things in him where like he genuinely 
loves bodybuilding and believes that it can be a positive influence on those for whom it works, which is why he's mm. still an ambassador for the sport. But at yeah. the same time, he's one of the most unbelievably competitive human beings mm. like that ever. It's like it's it's really like inside of him are two wolves and right. <laughs> like they're both pretty powerful. <laughs> yes. Oh my jacked, god. Jack wolves. Two Rock jack wolves. wolves. <laughs> two muscular wolves <laughs> who are coming all the time. In a bad, big bad wolf. <laughs> Which I guess we I I've uh, referenced uh, a couple of times now that I'm constantly coming uh, yeah. line. I get the I, feeling I guess... when I'm coming in the gym, <laughs> and I get the feeling when I'm coming with a woman. <laughs> so if, if someone hasn't seen this movie, that is one of his like iconic lines in it that he talks about. You know, the in his life, in like in his life, that's one of yes. the most iconic things that he's ever said. So he talks about like how it feels like when you get the, the bump with the, yeah. you know, when you're in the gym, that it feels like you're coming. And then he talks about how he's coming at home. So he's coming all the time. So, I mean, we, we've been talking about him as kind of this like not very sexual person. But I mean, that, so yeah, that really is, stands yeah, out. Sexual. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I guess one way that bodybuilders describe like the pump essentially is that like it is the muscles mm. straining against their like you know limit which is the skin uh -huh. um so like you have this like constant process of like building a muscle that like there are limits like you know hulk hogan always talked about having 24 inch pythons like that's that's crazy like people shouldn't have arms that big but like schwarzenegger had bigger ones like i think that he had like 28 inch arms at one point like and Jesus that's like Christ. you know once you're at that point where like there's like constant strain like i imagine that it probably does feel pretty good because it's like yeah. measurable measurable progress and and physical exertion um I, I i don't know how sex was for the women in his life because <laughs> 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 it, it seems like he took a very matter-of-fact approach to it uh, like yeah. <laughs> yeah i'm pumping i'm pumping in the gym i'm pumping in bed and like it's all pump <laughs> like, you know that guy came so fast and uh, yeah <laughs> yeah and yeah like just like yeah i don't know yeah i don't know how bodybuilders are endurance wise but oh, yeah. um i can't imagine good <laughs> yeah but like yeah i mean for him like and for enthusiasts of the form like they're like we talked about earlier like there is a sexual aspect to it for sure mm. um there's no way that there can't be um seriously because <laughs> like you're you're seeking perfection like yeah and perfection is unattainable so it is essentially it's like vor almost like one of those kinks that like you can't fulfill because like you're never going to be swallowed whole by like a 50 foot woman that's never going to happen <laughs> um so it's like the same the same thing for him where like he's he's essentially trying to become a mountain but like you can't do that like you right. can't like you can you can look amazing you can look incredible like you can look the way no other human in history has looked mm. and you're still a guy like you're still yeah. a guy yeah so it's like this pursuit uh and it's relentless and it's never ending and i i do think that there is like there's definitely a sexual aspect to that for sure the same way that there's like <laughs> the um the way that people sexualize like wrestling where it's like this strong mm. muscle man destroys like this this flabby nobody like <laughs> that's that's a dream for people like that is a dream yeah. um and it comes through here i think like not just with like mm. the pumping is is coming thing but like it just in general like he is 
infatuated with himself like he is in love with his body he's he's always looking for ways to make it a little bit better but he knows like he looks at himself and is like there there's nobody nobody else like this like even even my competitors and i think that he is in love with himself like like and and not just in a way where he's like egotistical about it like i think that he loves himself Mm. I love that. Oh my gosh. And so, I mean, we, we talked a little bit earlier about the fact that you were wearing a, a, a Videodrome shirt. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Bodybuilding is body horror. <laughs> Bodybuilding is body horror. Yes. I mean, like, I'm curious, like, do you find that you're like particularly like fascinated by this idea of like changing your body, you know, of like people who like, yeah, I don't know. It does seem like there's like a lot of overlap between like bodybuilding and body horror. Yeah. I mean, like, there are, like, there are bodybuilders that you look at. Like, you remember, like, those images that would go around on the internet, like, in, like, the FARC days or whatever, mm-hmm. where it was, like, just a guy who was, like, piled on the muscles and, yeah. like, his, like, yeah, shoulders yeah. would be, like, literal peaks and, like, <laughs> you know, everything would be, like, ripped to the gills and, right. like, it was pretty clearly a fake image, but, like, it's <laughs> disgusting. Like, it's really gross. And, like, a lot like of people... skin is going to, like, split. Yeah. Yeah, like a lot of people have a problem with transposing like the ideals of male bodybuilding onto female bodies, right? Because mm. like women are bodybuilders too. Right. One of the sequels to Pumping Iron is about female bodybuilding. And like oh, I follow I, I follow that. an Instagram account called like 80s Muscle and it's all like pictures of like female bodybuilders from the 1980s and it's it's cool. fascinating because like there's no money there it's yeah. like you know like the way arnold schwarzenegger is taking pictures and has like beach babes <laughs> hanging off his muscles or stuff like that right. like this is all women like posing in their living rooms basically and like oh. they're professional bodybuilders too and like you know i don't find that disgusting particularly but mm-hmm. like there are a lot of people who do um like they find it to be like against what a body like quote unquote should look like hmm. um which i think kind of closely goes along more with like like a cronenberg movie like crimes yeah. of the future right like yeah. where like people are like getting surgeries to look like mutants or they are mutants and they can only eat little candy bars made out of plastic <laughs> or whatever right. um but like they have like weird things happening inside of them mm. um and it's something that scares people like it scares yeah. people in the film and it's supposed to scare and titillate the people who are like coming to the movie. I don't think that that's a bodybuilder's intention, but I mm-hmm. I do think that that is a way that a lot of people look at it. Like that would be the idea of the bodybuilder as a uh, discriminated against class of human being, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Like people find it disgusting. Like people yeah. find it gross. Like they do. Um. So yeah, like I, I, I do think that there is kind of like an element of, of body horror to that because like it's also possible to become so muscular that you're essentially immobile like that you can't do certain things right um or like have certain jobs or whatever because like your muscles don't Mm. like they're Mm. not supposed to be that big like they can't like you're essentially walking around like robocop (laughs) um so yeah it's it's an interesting question it's one that i haven't really thought about actually but like yeah I, i i do think that there is like kind of a parallel between like these like sort of like in the movies it's it's almost like this idea of like illegal flesh mm. kind of in some yeah. way shape or form uh and like bodybuilding is like something that you have to work towards that like a lot of people do not understand and are yeah. are turned off by yeah i am i'm just so like fascinated 
generally by the sort of like gradations of like what people find acceptable in terms of like modifying your body. Like I remember when I got like my nose pierced and like I got my like first tattoo that my grandmother was like horrified, you know, and it's like, (laughs) it's just like such a sort of like shifting thing, like generally, generationally and like culturally. So yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty fascinating stuff, I think. Yeah, Michael, what do you think? <laughs> I mean, I could I I thought about every time I br- uh, experienced a breakup and decided to go to the gym and put on 30 pounds of muscle. I don't know why <laughs> I made that the number, but there'd be like 6 months where I'd be like eating 6 meals a day and like pumping a, and coming all the time. Pumping and coming all day. <laughs> um, it's just in heaven all the time. <laughs> and then people would be like, "Michael, like you're bigger and i'm just like yeah and <laughs> <laughs> like i'm i'm not happy at all <laughs> it's like it's it's definitely something my my body just doesn't want to do yeah yeah but yeah um i mean the whole time i'd be absolutely miserable because it's something my i think my body just like doesn't want to do it's like it doesn't want to be a muscular mm. buff boy um yeah i am you know I just want abs. <laughs> I, I don't know. And I do think that is like the fascinating thing with like seeing these bodybuilders in the movie. It's like it, it doesn't necessarily, it's not natural, you know, but they, they're going, you know, beyond their point of comfort because yeah. they want to achieve this certain thing. And I think that right, like it's, right. yeah, it's fascinating to see like Arnold specifically because he's so sort of like single minded about yeah. it, you know? Yeah. I mean, like there were definitely like, ripped dudes in bible times right like yeah right. i'm pretty sure that like if you if david versus goliath were like a real <laughs> thing that happened it's probably just that goliath was like six if, and excuse me yeah. <laughs> i mean you know we believe the bible here yeah 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 i mean you know it's in it's in it's in the torah so it's probably at least a little bit based in fact um but uh but like no like that's the thing like those those people were like impossible or like barabbas right like yeah barabbas is like a giant criminal who like is pales like jesus christ pales in comparison to him because he's like a skinny little rabbi who like (laughs) only eats when he multiplies fish and bread for yeah. 5,000 right. people. Like that's, that's, that's when he eats. Uh, he eats well, but he only eats like once a year. Uh, and like this, this other dude is like a giant, like he's a giant, yeah. like he's, but, but back then I'm guessing that like, you know, again, six foot eight. And yeah, like I was going to say, he's like a, a giant relatively, five foot seven. Like no one, like he wasn't literally like lifting barbells in like right. Roman jail because that shit didn't exist. Right. Like, right. Uh, so like, yeah, like the, I guess that they're like, my, my point is that there's always been this perception of people who were like that big as being yeah. like unnatural to the point where mm. it's a miracle when they get beaten. Um, mm-hmm. But now it's a hobby. Like you're not right. just you're not just naturally big. <laughs> like right, you're, right. You're you're doing steroids and you're like you know in the gym six hours a day, which I can't even imagine that. Like it's, I'm in the gym as a full time job. It's the worst. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah no. Like, yeah. Tell me. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like oh man, I did like an hour on my 
exercise bike. I think I'm good. I watched like yeah. you know, two thirds of a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie while I was exercising. <laughs> I think I'm okay. <laughs> like I'm, yeah. I'm done. Those are very motivational, by the way. I was going like, to say, like, good yeah. motivation. Get those glutes wanna, going. Come yeah, on. Yeah, if you want to work out, if you want to work out in a way that's like pretty low impact, I would definitely recommend exercise bike plus Jean-Claude Van Damme movie or Ooh. any action movie really. But yeah. JCVD is like, He's like lean muscle. And JCVD oh. is a good one. And he'll yeah, get you to practice your splits. Come on. He will. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a good <laughs> skill to have. Like for sure. Oh, yeah. I used yeah. to have them and now they're, they're gone. They're gone. So I got to, I got to put some JCVD movies on so I can uh, get that flexibility yeah. back. Learn, learn how to dance. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, Michael, I think we might have a little game. We play, do, do we not? have a little game. Uh, we do. Uh, so before we move on to the game, I do want to okay. touch on some pairings. So Ooh, yes. for anyone that is watching Pumping Iron for the first time, um, Colette, what movie would you recommend as right. a pairing with this? I have two things that go together, neither Perfect. of which are movies. Perfect. But <laughs> I don't have any go movies on... either. <laughs> Great. Yeah. If you go on YouTube and search for The Power Team... Ooh. It is it is a crew like a long-standing crew of Christian bodybuilders. <gasps> Hell yeah. Who go <laughs> to like mega churches and like do things like break bricks with like their hands or like oh like rip they do like the ripping telephone books and the squeezing apples and all that shit like just no this like thing way. and like meanwhile like the hype man is like he's got bigger arms than Hulk Hogan. Like Hulk Hogan is always the basis of comparison, which I find very charming. Um Hilarious. But like those dudes, those dudes are worth watching because they think that what they're doing is applying vanity to spirituality, which is, I think, a fairly good way of thinking about evangelical Christianity in its in and of itself, anyhow. But like it's just so weird because like you see like they'll they'll show the camera on the power team like doing whatever they're doing and then they will cut to the crowd which is like a bunch of people who are like there in like their sunday clothes right like oh they're God. there in like suits and ties and like you know their little plaid dresses and they're all there <laughs> pretending that they're like you know normal people uh but in this instance they are but they're like going crazy for this they're like clapping and screaming and like it's i mean it's the dream like it's the dream oh of a bodybuilder God. right but Amazing. like it's also it's also bodybuilding at its most freakish like it makes yeah. no sense along with that the second season of eastbound and down or not eastbound <gasps> and down sorry uh, the second season of the righteous gemstone i was going to say uh, is the power team like the, the power um, team Adam divine yes. <laughs> it is exactly it is gemstones. exactly like that yeah it's <gasps> that is so what funny. that is based on um, oh my god and like that ups the kind of like sexual aspect of it by a bunch because it's pretty clear that like kelvin gemstone is like unconsciously turned on by all of this yes <laughs> um, yes Un unconsciously wink wink but yeah <laughs> but he has to prove himself as being better than like the most muscular alpha in there because like the thing the thing about like breeding alpha males is that like there's no such thing as multiple alpha males. Like there's right. one, like that's what alpha means. Um, so, so there's that. Um, otherwise I would, I would, I would deeply recommend uh, like the pay-per-views uh, for Vince McMahon's world bodybuilding federation in the 1990s, which uh, happened around the time of the WWF steroid trial. So, like he signed, he clandestinely signed all these dudes from the IFBB, 
like he showed up at like the bodybuilding like conference and was like i have a new bodybuilding magazine but then like three months later he was like all these people belong to me now (laughs) (laughs) but he was but he was going through a steroid trial so like everyone had to go off steroids and they look less pumped and they like got out on stage and and he'd be like here's kenny the jet wilson and it was like a dude like who was a bodybuilder but he was also wearing like air force gear (laughs) like and it'd be like it was like that kind of thing so like it's like watching it's watching like this like pumping iron is like normal bodybuilding competition Uh. (laughs) the wbf is like wwf x bodybuilding and it's terrible but it's great because like every single guy comes out and they're like he's ripped and he's completely steroid free oh my god (laughs) (laughs) and it's not true all of them are juiced to the gills and like when when it closed like when when the wbf eventually failed as it was always destined to like it would have failed without the steroid trial all those guys went back to the I, IFBB, but they had to take a pay cut, like, as their penalty. And they were not God. promoted to the extent that they used to be. So, like, basically all of their careers died and they made, like, a pittance because they went with Vince McMahon. Bodybuilding is so fucking petty. Oh I love it God. so much. Oh like, God. honestly, like, the pettiness aspect of it, like, which is evident in this movie, like, we're, we're not talking about it because it's, like, not part of the Arnold part, but, like, the amateur competition where, like, like it's so waller like he he like there's like a scene at a football game where the guy who wins the competition is like yeah i'm gonna fuck this guy over because i'm gonna steal his shirt and i'm gonna steal his i'm gonna steal his bendy bar and then he like he does it like he steals both of those things has like, anyone seen he, my shirt like yeah ken waller's like wandering around going like where's my shirt where's my shirt and then he fucking loses because he doesn't have a shirt like it's it's like like that's like bodybuilding is so petty but like you know there's there's like that kind of pettiness and then there's institutional pettiness and like the the thing around Vince McMahon's bodybuilding competition is wild it's so fucking funny so like watch one show like that's all you'll be able to stomach but also read about it on wikipedia because it's, oh it's a God. ride it's a wild ride these are fantastic recommendations i'm obsessed shelly what do you got Oh, we kind of went over it, but I uh, will say that what I was thinking about was uh, crimes of the future. Ah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's sort of like extreme sort of like body modification. Like, yeah, I I think they're, it's really interesting to put this against like a Videodrome, a crimes of the future, fly, you know, any sort of like like all of those Cronenberg movies are like, I mean, not the fly. That's a guy trying to do a teleportation yeah (laughs) Yeah. but like a lot of cronenberg movies are like about dudes who are like reaching like the extremes of the human body his son has a movie like that too excision Um, i haven't seen it yet it's good it's very good john waters is in it so i would recommend and tracy lords i think oh okay i'm into it oh interesting Mm. what about you michael uh, so I got I got a couple of fun choices. Um, okay. One is the Incredible Hulk TV movie pilot. This is the Bill Bixby Lou Ferrigno collab. Mm-hmm. Um, a uh, flabby nobody research scientist <laughs> uh, experiments on himself and is accidentally unknown and unknowingly exposed to massive doses of gamma radiation. Henceforth, <laughs> when he gets angry or outraged, he transforms into the rampaging, powerful green alpha dubbed the incredible hulk 
I love the Hulk. I love that mm-hmm. version of the Hulk. It is a perfect show. Watched every episode after school when it would replay on the Sci-Fi Channel. I highly recommend the show. Um, it's a fun <laughs> time. It's um, great. I love how at the end of every episode he like wanders off yeah. like a hobo to like the saddest <laughs> possible music. Dun, dun, also, dun, dun. <laughs> fun 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 fact is that when when Hulk Hogan debuted in the WWF, like he was initially known as the Incredible Hulk Hogan. Uh, like he he later became the immortal Hulk Hogan. Oh, um, wow. and the the reason the reason why that happened is because Marvel Comics was like, this is a giant ripped guy calling himself the Incredible Hulk. That's our shit. So <laughs> they sued. Wow. And like basically until he left for WCW, um, like in 1994, like the WWF had to give Marvel Comics like money, like for using like hulk hogan that is not a lot of, it wasn't like a lot of money like yeah. it was a petty amount of money but it was like still like <laughs> you know it's like the marvin gay estate suing yeah. like every pop yeah. singer god oh my god that's incredible incredible um, hmm? <laughs> <laughs> and then i do have one more recommendation um it's a lesser known cartoon from the early 2000s called the ripping friends and it's uh mm-hmm. I don't know if, if like the Ren and Stimpy people are like uh, over or if they're like you know bad people or whatever. <laughs> One but... of them got canceled. Yeah, yeah. the main no, guy. Okay, really? Oh. Yeah, for like for bad stuff. For like, bad stuff. All right. Yeah, like legitimately bad stuff. John hey. Kane, that's the one who's who's got canceled. Sex crimes? Well, yeah, basically. Depending uh, on whoever is yikes. whoever actually produced The Ripping Friends, <laughs> uh that's a wild fucking show uh that I can't believe they made for children uh about uh yeah, just big buff guys. Um I'll read a couple synopses of like the first 3 episodes so you get an idea. Um episode 1 it, the indigestible wad Chuck falls victim to a mutant wad of gum that turns people into prune faced zombies. Uh, Flathead's revenge. Craig removes a flatworm from Chunk's armpit, pissing off the parasite in the process. Uh, Frichter. The friends decide to donate their extra friction to Jimmy, who is so slippery he has trouble sewing their underpants. Uh, I fucking love the show as a youth. Um, it's wild. That's yeah, what it, channel was this on? This was on Fox Five. What? This was like a syndicated cartoon. This is a this is a cartoon that was, I guess, for kids. And I watched wow. every episode of it. Um, yeah, it it it's a truly disturbing <laughs> thing. I I think it's worth knowing. Um, yeah, yeah. And that's it for parents. I well, think well, one more. Uh, speaking of disturbing things and oh, yes. canceled people. Um, this is a bit of a curveball, but I would say maybe uh, Mishima, A Life in Four Chapters, the Paul Schrader oh. film <laughs> um, about a noted uh, Japanese fascist, uh, Yukio Mishima. <laughs> yeah, and, and noted short story writer. Noted short story writer. Uh, but yeah, I think his sort of like fixation on his like physical fitness is like an interesting kind of, kind of corollary to this world. Ooh, that's a really interesting one. Yeah. Just gay and fascist and jacked and. (laughs) God, I'm now I'm trying to look up. Now we're just we should just pile them on. Like there's there's Jonathan Majors is playing a bodybuilder in his next movie. I don't know what it's called. Oh, magazine something. Magazine Dreams. Yes. Magazine Dreams. Magazine Dreams. 
What about pain and gain? Pain and gain <gasps> of the rock. Yes. Yes. Oh, Colette. The yes. One, the <laughs> one true good rock movie. Pain yes. and gain. <laughs> oh my god, I love. I love. <laughs> oh god. Okay. Yeah, we could go on for days we about um, <laughs> slightly fascist uh, <laughs> you know, fitness Deeply movies. American. Yeah, <laughs> except for Mishima. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so Michael, now that we've done pairings, we do have a gay. Oh, yes. we do. That. Let's finish strong. Uh, Excellent. <laughs> uh, so we have a game. Uh, Fuck, Mary kill. Uh, this is a special okay. edition of Fuck, Mary kill. Uh, that I'm kind of making up as we go along. Uh, <laughs> this is the last Beef Boy Standing edition. So, uh, okay. Uh, the first round is, uh, we're just going to go and see what happens. Uh, okay. There'll be a Fuck, Mary Kill. And then, after the Fuck, Mary Kill, uh, there will be a uh, surprise. So, uh, for our first round, we have... Arnold Schwarzenegger, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, and Dave Batista. Ooh. Yeah, what do you think, Colette? So am I picking one out of these three? Yeah, I, you're picking like a just a regular, degular, fuck, marry, kill. Okay, so um, fuck Arnold Schwarzenegger. Okay. Marry yes. Dave the Animal Batista. Yes. Kill Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Oh, my God. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, it's yeah. very My easy. answers are exactly the same because what else could you do? Come on. <laughs> okay. So as a group, uh, mm. we're going to decide, figure out who is going to win in an actual uh, death match between <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger and Oof. Dave Batista. That's oh. tough. That's, That's tough. So I mean, a hard. death match. Batista yeah. knows how to wrestle, so... Yeah. Batista does, but I also. Oh, I'm think sorry. He... Not an actual. I, I, uh, okay. like they have swords and they're going to kill each other. Um, oh, this is not oh, a death oh, match. Okay. This is like a like life and it's a life and death. It's a celebrity death match. It's a it's a celebrity death match. Thank you. <laughs> I th- I think Batista is too gentle. I think yeah. that Arnold. I think he would be ruthless, and I don't I think, think Batista yeah. could be. I'm assuming that this is like the guys at their peak too so yeah like yeah. schwarzenegger i think schwarzenegger he's a freak for competition and <laughs> yes i would it would be him i think also he does know how to swing a sword because he was in conan the barbarian mm. oh my god very true first i don't know true. i don't know that those knives in in uh Guardians of the Galaxy were were no. real. No, they weren't real. They so. were CGI'd. <laughs> that was uh, yeah. all CGI, baby. Those, those swords, those swords are real. I think that he's he's coming uh he's coming on top. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, I think Arnold would do whatever it takes to win. And I think that Dave Batista would be like, listen, I can't take a human life. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. God. That sucks so much. I just saw him in knock at the door or whatever, and he was such a fun time. Oh, I uh, love him. And it's only because I love him that I think that he would not win because he's yeah. too good. Uh, His heart is too pure. Well, bless your heart, Dave. Uh, you're dead. Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> has won this first round. Um, so our next round of Fuck, Mary Kill, we have John mm-hmm. Cena, Lou Ferrigno, mm-hmm. and Jason mm-hmm. Momoa. Uh, Shelly, why don't you take this one? Okay. I'm going to say... Okay. Fuck Momoa. He's got... Those long, luscious curls. I would like to run my fingers through them. So we'll say of Momoa. Yes. Yeah. 
Mary. Mary Louie. Oh, Louie. He's a good boy. You know, I know he's it, he's a Republican now. It's it's tough, but yeah. I think he's got a good heart. And right. I guess that means I have to kill Cena in his that's hair Oh my I think god. That's fair. Yeah. I would I would kill John Cena too. His Twitter yeah. account's really annoying. <laughs> yeah. All right, John Cena, you're dead. Um so now we have Lou Ferrigno and Jason Momoa. Who's who's winning in this uh in this battle oh. to the death? Um, hmm. I'm going with Louie because I think his dad would be on the sidelines going, you got to kill him, Louie. You got to kill him. <laughs> Bring his neck, Louie. That's spaghetti arms. He's like a twig, Louie. <laughs> See, this is where I run into a problem because I think that Louie is maybe too sensitive. I feel like Momoa might have more of like a killer streak in his heart. I know? believe I that. Know. I believe yeah, he possibly. would. He'd pull some fuck shit. Um, you know, have a knife. Um, yeah, when there's yeah. not supposed to be knives. But... And that's why Momoa, like, he can't really act, but he's a big star. And I think it's because he's got the killer instinct, you know. And I don't right. know that Louis has it. Louis, Louis's a precious little boy. Come if this on. were Louis, if this were Louis's dad, it would be Louis's dad. He would just take out a gun <laughs> and shoot. His yes. Mama. Yeah. <laughs> Can we sub in Louis's dad? All right, that's what happens. Uh, you know, we're subbing Momoa, in Louis's dad. Jason Momoa throws a knife at Lou Ferrigno. Lou Ferrig- it lands at Lou Ferrigno's chest. He's not fucked. Like he's not like uh-huh. dead by it because he's like so beefy that yeah. He there's just so kinda, much muscle between the skin and the heart. He just kind of squeezes it right off, out. Um, and it bounces off. It enrages. His dad, his dad catches it and throws it back. Yeah, in midair. Throws <laughs> <laughs> <Is> it back. <laughs> Wow. So yeah. Lou Ferrigno, he made it through the skin yeah. of his chinny chin chin. We made it because his daddy was there looking after him. And that's <laughs> his the power of Louis. love. Um, that is the power of love. Wow. Okay. So our next matchup, we have Mickey Rourke, Hulk Hogan, and Wesley Snipes. This is so easy. This one's really easy. <laughs> oh, go go ahead, please. Because I'm having I a mean, hard time. <laughs> you fuck Mickey Rourke. Okay. Because imagine being married to him. Right. <laughs> you would kill Hulk Hogan for his many crimes against humanity. Yeah, he's like a racist. Yeah. And a bad person. Yeah. 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 And 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 while you would be taking on a significant amount of financial debt, you would marry Wesley Snipes because yeah. you get to fuck mm-hmm. him all the time. Yeah. And <laughs> it was that that wasn't his fault, by the way. His his accountant fucked up. His, yeah, his accountant fucked him over. And they did him dirty. Um Yeah, they really did. All right, you're just so, really taking a risk, you know. If you're getting married, like you are, you are liable. You're liable. Yeah. Come on. Oh. So, yeah. The way I compiled this list is, I kind of just thought of every uh, every like buff person that made me wish I was like in their body. Um, in like, I would every... not want to be in Mickey Rourke's body. <laughs> I want to be in Mickey Rourke's body. That's there was a time. There was a time. There was a time. Yeah. Was a time. In the eighties, sure. Cool. Um, so. I mean, Mickey. It's Mickey Rourke versus Wesley Snipes. Like, how does that? How do we imagine this going down? Mm. Wesley Snipes. Yeah. Some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate uphill. Yep. That's Mickey Rourke to a T. <laughs> <laughs> Again, this is one where I'm like, I think that Wesley may have a good heart, and I think that Mickey Rourke is a psycho. So, like, I could see him being just like too, too scrappy. I don't know. 
Mm, I think it's possible. It, as a matter of strength, I think that Wesley wins. But again, but... I'm, I'm thinking like Wesley Snipes knows how to use swords. Yeah, he's like a black belt. Um, Mickey yeah. Rourke knows how to use a deli meat slicer. Mm. I, just, I just keep <laughs> going back to the emotions. I think Wesley has a soul. I don't know. He did Mickey knock Rourke out Chris does. Jericho once. <gasps> Mickey Rourke true, did. True, true, true. Mm. Doing us all a favor. Um, you know what? I... I'm I'm gonna go with you, Colette. I'm gonna say Wesley okay. wins. I'm gonna okay, say good, yeah. Good, good, good. I, I'm gonna I say think... even though he's got a heart, he also knows that he needs to like save himself. Yeah, you he's know? a he's a yeah. black man in this country. Exactly. Yeah. Fighting Mickey Rourke, he's he's going to kill this cokehead. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think so. Uh, I think so. I think that is how that's going to go down. Yeah. I just. I don't think we want the smoke of the of the hate of the angry fan mail. Uh, no, no, and uh, you know, we, I I would only think that Mickey would win by dirty means, but I think right. that Mickey would end up probably like, uh, you know, seeing Wesley's sister copping up her tit, mm. and then he would be, <laughs> you know, fully fully in his right to take Mickey out because Mickey is, like I said, a psycho and a real uh, piece of trash so what if what if somebody told wesley snipes that if he won he'd replace mahershala ali in the new blade movie <gasps> i don't think he oh god again, i mean he wants he wants to be he wants to do blade again yeah he, he wants and he should he should it, i don't think mm. i think we should not do blade again <laughs> i know <laughs> i, think we I should know be we've that. already got a good blade we had, a good yeah. blade Come on. <laughs> We had you two can't good blades. Replace Wesley. Come if we on. two good blades, one really bad blade. <laughs> yes. If we do blade again, then do like a Buffy the Vampire Slayer thing where like Blade's got a daughter and like I, I don't know. Like don't recast him. I mm. Yeah, it doesn't help that like just, Marshall is like close to Wesley's age. He's like I mean, not I think that, that the problem <laughs> like the Marvel Studios one is going to ditch most of like the black exploitation elements yeah. that <sighs> came with the first two good ones and yeah. that's going to like it's it's just not going to be as good when it's not taking from like Sugar Hill or yeah. or Blackula or anything like that cuz like yeah. a lot of those shots are straight up from like 70s black exploitation yep. horror films. It's and I don't think bummer. anyone who works for Marvel has seen those. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> It also doesn't help that, like, listen, I am a big Mahershala Ali fan. I think he is incredibly talented, but I think he is a great actor. And I think that Wesley Snipes is a great movie star. Yeah. And I yeah. think there's, like, They're a different difference, things. you know? <sighs> it's hard. It's hard. Ugh. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> you have two more rounds. Wesley wins. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Wesley wins that round. And our next one is Roman Reigns, Chris Hemsworth, and Sylvester Stallone. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. I don't know. Colette, what are you thinking? I think you kill Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's dead. Yeah. He's dead. Wow. Done, someone done. someone has to do it. Like otherwise we're gonna keep getting Rocky and Rambo movies until we're dead. So so he's gotta go. Uh I think that you fuck Roman Reigns. Yes. Uh, yes. And I think that you marry Chris Hemsworth because he's he's like a normal guy. He is a normal guy outside mm. of all the Thor shit. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He's like a normal dude. Roman Reigns though, oh, that dude, smoky, smoky looks. I feel is like he... he smoke though. Is he like a normal guy? Is he like a kind of chill person? 
maybe like he's a wrestler, <laughs> he's so. a wrestler. i mean like beyond that <laughs> he's more i would say that he's more normal than the rock or john cena mm. Mm. okay this complicates things yeah because i would say huh probably i don't know that much about him but i would say probably marry roman reigns mm-hmm. um fuck sly specifically sly in Copland when he was like a little Copland. a little heavier, like looking real good and sensitive. What about Cobra? Ooh, ooh Cobra. I mean, listen, I I oof. I can't help it. He's my most like toxic crush, but yeah. God, I'm into Sly. I can't yeah, if help you, it. If you fuck Stallone and Cobra, like you could have pizza afterwards. Yes. <laughs> 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 Tango and Cash <laughs> slides. Who yeah. I'm gonna go for? Uh, no, Copland all the way. That's that's my sly. Um, yeah, and I think I have to kill Hemsworth because he's just so boring. He's oh, yeah. he's so pretty, but he's so boring. Um, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to tie break this one. Um, okay. So I think we keep Roman Reigns. Um, okay. Because we want to fuck him and we want to marry him. Yeah. Um, I think we gotta kill Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Chris. Um, sorry, okay. Chris. It's that. It's that fourth Thor movie. Um, I was a, <laughs> I was a Stan, and then uh, oh, it wasn't the second one. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It, well, no, the second one. I was like, it was fine. I was like, oh, they're doing like a something else. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what they were doing, but I didn't hate it as much as I hated the fourth one. Um. <laughs> The fourth one was a sin, and I'm a Catholic, and it's Lent. So um, there you go. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, I'm. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna marry uh, Sylvester Stallone. Uh, <laughs> oh God. Yeah, I. Uh, I I think uh, he'll, I think he'll get along with my family very well. Yeah, um, honestly, yeah, I think he he'd fit in. <laughs> I think so. he wins the death match aspect too, because he's ruthless. He's, yeah. He's, oh yeah. You want to talk about a fucking psychopath? Like look at that guy. <laughs> um. <laughs> okay, and then we have our final our final three. Um, oh my I, God. I added an extra guy on there because uh, we didn't have enough. Um, we got Terry <laughs> Crews, Bud Court. And Kumail Nanjiani. I feel like there's nothing but wrong answers. Here. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, um, yeah, this one's hard. This one's hard. Like, kill Terry Crews. <laughs> <gasps> like he's he's not a person. <laughs> oh, see, you know. But I at the same it... time, I kind of want to kill Kumail. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and I don't know about I don't know enough about Bud Court. Like I've never seen Harold and Maude. Um, <gasps> he's a real sweetie. Pie. All right, then let's say Mary for him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I... Like <sighs> Kumail gets gets fucked by like process of elimination for me. I don't know. Oh uh, yeah, it's one of those where it's just like ah, uh, I okay. guess like we we're at a party and. I will say though he's he's at the intersection of body horror and yes! bodybuilding. That's why he's like, on the list. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's he's fucked for sure because I'm sure that he's like he'd be a weird experience. Steroid king. Yeah. Tista <laughs> <laughs> hooked him up with those too. I will say I'm having a kind of hard time because I remember listening to a podcast years and years ago 
where Kamal talked about how he and his wife would take days where they took turns being the baby when someone needed to be looked after. Oh, I remember kind of listening endearing. to that podcast. I listened to that podcast and remembered when like Gamergate happened and he was like, oh, I God. bet I bet Anita Sarkeesian doesn't even play video games. Like, <gasps> oh. Okay, well then kill Kamel. Kamel's wow. out. Wow. Bye. <laughs> Kamel is, is done. Kamel wow. is done. Yeah. No. So then I'm going. Hmm, He's toast. Okay. Oh. And yeah. And then I guess I'm going to marry Bud Court. I think. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, I guess the biggest thing going for Bud, deathmatch wise, is that he's <laughs> he's trained by Arnold Schwarzenegger. Huh. Yes. I yes. guess. I guess we're keeping. I guess Bud Court is going to win this uh, deathmatch round. Um, that's insane. <laughs> I think that's the best booking. I like it a lot, actually. Yeah. Um, he's a survivor. He's made it. Yes. Like he's been in movies. Like yes. And he had the good sense to drop out of the movie when he knew that you know it was not a good plan. Yeah, he respects beefy boys. He respects but he's not beefy afraid boys. to kill them. <laughs> and he's so, got a good head on his shoulders. <laughs> to close this out, how do we feel about ranking these uh, these buff boys? Please, um, these little buff boys. These little buff boys. We have five little buff boys left: uh-huh. uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Lou Ferrigno, uh, Wesley Snipes, Sylvester Stallone, and the God himself, Bud Court. Um, <laughs> honestly, um, I think hmm. out of all of these, Bud Court, I think had the best story. Um, yeah, I yeah. think. I think. Well, we start with let's start with fifth place. Let's start. Who's fifth place? Okay. Fifth place. Hmm. I don't think I, any of us were really happy about Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, I was gonna say it no, breaks my yeah, heart, but I'd say a, Sly is. He's last. a complicated man. Yeah, we, but unfortunately, a lot of people understand him, and it's yeah. not a good idea. Yeah. Not a good thing. <laughs> we like him. We don't love him. To be fair. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think Sly. Sly is five. Okay, and then we have our fourth place boy. Um, mm. I would. I hate to say it, Colette. What do you think, Wesley? Yeah, I think Wesley Snipes. Wow, wow. I, I love, I love him. I think he's a great actor, but I don't he's, think of him as a buff boy. He's he's, not a buff he's boy. lean. He's lean. He's, he's lean. lean. Yeah, exactly. He's sinewy. You yes. know, which is which is great because my number three is Bud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just for the potential. Just for the potential. <laughs> We don't know how that would have turned out. <laughs> Famously buffer than Wesley Snipes, Bud yes. Court. <laughs> mm, yeah, 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 yeah. But listen, would... you know, I'm down. I'm down. I will yeah. I will support you, Colette. Thank you. Which leaves us with the question of this film, which is Arnold versus Lou. Mm. Arnold and Lou, Arnold and Lou. Oh. God. I it, mean. Wow. Everything took us back here. It all iron, comes back around. Who is I, our buff boy? How can we do we want to repeat history? Or do we want I I almost think you have to. Like I think Schwarzenegger <laughs> would find a way to fuck Louie over, like psych like psychologically. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. Like he like, he'd be like he'd be like, Lou, I loved you in the Incredible Hulk, but what was the box office on the TV show? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it would be How like zero. <laughs> 
I, do like that. I think it's very charming that you're trying so hard in this competition. You, you know, you're, it's very sweet to see someone so weak doing uh, such a strong job. Good for you. It's great that you're the sidekick to somebody who's so puny. Congratulations <laughs> on your uh, credits in Marvel's Hulk movie. You were you were uncredited in the voice role as the Hulk, a part you played already. Correct. And you had like three words. <laughs> what were those words again? I'm trying to remember. I must do I'm so for happy that. for you. I'm so happy for you, Lou. You had to feel very vindicated in your role. Wow. <laughs> You're trying very hard, and I think that's a really beautiful thing, Lou. <laughs> you really made the career for yourself. <laughs> you really did something there. <laughs> so I think we know what the answer is. Come on. No, I'm going rogue. <laughs> no. You are not competing. <laughs> you are the master of ceremonies here. No. I'm Vince McMahon. <laughs> I do what I want. Luke knows winning us. <laughs> well, ding, ding, ding. There we go. I guess Luke knows is our winner. <laughs> On Arnold Schwarzenegger's episode, none of us saw it coming. <laughs> Once again. <laughs> oh, Lou wins. Lou wins, I guess. Oh, wow. <laughs> Colette, we put up a good fight. <laughs> we tried. Yeah, we tried. We you tried. really did. We I tried. Just... <laughs> we tried to let the Ubermensch win, but yeah. it just didn't turn out. <laughs> you just can't let an Austrian man win. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Chop down the Austrian oak. It's very inspirational. <laughs> Oh, it's so God. <laughs> Michael, that was a beautiful quiz. Thank uh, you. I feel like quiz you're going to have to put a disclaimer for the amount of Arnold Schwarzenegger impersonations. We absolutely <laughs> will. We absolutely will. I I almost think we should re-record the intro to the show just the whole with thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'll make a note. We've got two good uh Arnold impersonators and then me. <laughs> so... hey. hey. You got it. You got it. I did my best, and that's all we can ask, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh, Colette, this has been so fucking fun. This was oh, fun as hell. Thank you for coming on. Oh my oh, god, my pleasure. Uh, so, where can people find you? Where are you on social media? Do you have any things coming up that they can look out for? Uh, you can find me on social media at Colette Arend, uh, and you can also find me on Instagram at Ghost Planet, where the O is a zero, <laughs> which is where I post self like pictures of my dog and also pictures that I take with the Game Boy camera. Love. Um, I think that you should check out all of the cool things that Merge Records is putting out. Yes, because <laughs> I work there and they pay my <laughs> bills and they put out really good music. Yeah, perfect. But, <laughs> but otherwise, otherwise, if you like poetry or pro wrestling, I got you covered. I have a book uh, that is fairly old now, but is still really great and relevant. Uh, for one, it has a poem about <laughs> Vin Diesel and The Rock <laughs> like, together. Yes, uh, and it is called "Hold Me, Gorilla Monsoon." Um, it's <laughs> It's great. I love it. Uh, and I also have a weekly newsletter about professional wrestling called Big Egg, uh, which you can find at bigegg.substack.com. Amazing. Ugh, we love it so much. And Michael, where can people find us? Uh, Y'all can find us all over social media at Everyone Is Hot Pod. That's every number one is hot pod. And uh, wherever you can rate us, uh, especially Apple Podcasts, rate us five stars. Uh, okay? Yeah. Nothing less. Uh, nothing less. Uh, 
Otherwise, you'll be so mad if you do less than five. Yeah, don't stars. be a dick. Don't be, don't be a, a dick. Don't five be a stars. Dick. Don't be dumb. Yes. It doesn't Listen hurt. It doesn't blood. hurt you to rate things five stars. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we will suplex you like fucking right. Arnold, baby. Yeah, that's or, right. no, he's not a wrestler. <laughs> Who's a wrestler? Hulk Hogan? I don't know. Anyway. Roman Reigns. <laughs> Roman Reigns. We will do some wrestling moves. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> we will learn what wrestling moves are and we do will them find too. out what wrestling is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, Michael, what should the listeners do? Oh, stay hydrated, uh, stay pumping and uh, yeah. stay uh, horny. Stay horny, please. Uh, get the shirt. Where's my shirt? I can't find my shirt. Help. 